Welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And today is episode 48, I believe. We keep adding to them, and uh, 48 sounds right. And uh, like I said last week, my gosh, we are getting closer and closer to 50, uh, kind of a minor landmark uh, that I wondered if that would ever happen. But today we are uh, into one of the interview format uh, episodes. And today I have a special treat. Um, I'm going to be introducing you to a fellow speaking team member of of the proactive coaching team that I speak for. Um, And her name is Lori Thomas. And um, Lori and I have met in person one time, I think. Right, Lori? Yeah, one one or two. Very very limited. But we do our share of communication through the power of the internet uh, as much as anything else. and um, But Lori is so much more than just a speaker on the Proactive Coaching team, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her coaching and leadership background uh, so that you get a, a feel for who's going to be telling you about a, a really good quote today. So Lori, welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Scott. Um, it's hush, isn't it been a crazy year? So I'm yeah. I'm glad to be here and kind of talk about, you know, I, I think our topic. Um, so my background is uh, I when I came out of college, I did play professional sports. Um, I played volleyball in Belgium. And then when I came back, I was a, an assistant coach at Missouri State for three years, University of Tulsa for two. Um, and then I knew that coaching to me, coaching you know, it needs to run pretty thick through your blood. And and I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. And I think you owe it to students and, and those people, those young people in your lives to give you, you know, to give it 100%. So I ended up, I always wanted to be in, stay in athletics. So I was at the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, NAIA, for 16 and a half years in administration. Um, and then I just, I'm in my seventh year as commissioner for the Heart of America Athletic Conference, which is an NAI conference in the Midwest. Um, After I finished collegiate coaching, I have coached youth and club volleyball um, for several, several years. And so um, I love, I love, you know, the mental side of the game and and teaching young girls, uh, you know, all the kind of characteristics, you know, through proactive coaching and leadership and those types of things. Yeah, absolutely. So Heart of America Conference, uh, like Kansas, Missouri. Kansas City, yep. So we have, uh, I have 14 schools um, in Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, and Kansas. 
hence the heart of America. Heart of America. <laughs> that's right. You know, when you can call yourself the heart of anything, that's uh, that's pretty special, huh? Yes, I think so. Yeah. And right now, it is bitter cold in the heart of America. Um, yeah, we're it's at bitter a, cold everywhere in America. I know. It's seven degrees today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So rather than uh, giving weather reports, though, we are here to talk about a quote. And um, I love this quote that you're going to talk about. So why don't you tell us the quote, uh, who said it, and uh, what it means to you. Okay, very good. Um, it is John Maxwell, um, one of the great you know authors and speakers about leadership. Um, and I had seen this a few years ago, but it became more um, relevant and apparent you know, in our current environment. And it is, the pessimist complains about the wind, the optimist expects it to change, and the leader adjusts the sails. Oh, that's awesome. Man, I I use this a lot this year, especially with COVID. Um, one of the things in leading a conference is really overseeing competition, you know, at universities. And what this hit me uh, very early on, and I, I pulled this back out um, last spring. You know, we I think the nation got shut down around March 15th. And um, we immediately went into planning for the fall, right? Everybody was wondering, are we going to be able to play? Is, you know, you, you had to stop play in spring. Um, and this, I looked at this because we know as coaches, we live in a black and white world. Everybody's on a schedule. Everybody wants to know what they're doing today, tomorrow, Saturday, when the games are, when the practices are, what time you got to be there. It's a pretty tight schedule. And coaches in general, uh, me too, is you are just black and white, black and white. Um, And one of the things I, when I had to go out and talk to our coaches, we made a decision to play. Um, We were going to do it with, you know, caution and safety. And we had a lot of protocols in place. We developed a, a guidelines called the Heart Promise, where all of our institutions were going to uh, make promises to each other that we were going to sanitize, disinfect, wear masks. You know, we had all these guidelines that we said we're going to follow and we're going to do this together. So I began to have Zoom calls with all the coaches, and this is exactly what I shared with them. This quote, and I said, coaches. Of all times that you will ever need this, you need to get comfortable living in gray. Your schedules are going to change. You're going to find out that you're going to play a new team because we made an adjustment in your schedule and you're going to play somebody new tomorrow night. Um, And so I showed every coach this quote and I explained to them, I said, it's time for you to constantly adjust your sales. You are going to be asked to adjust your sales every day. And I said, and if you can't grasp this, if you can't surrender yourself to living in gray, you are going, it's going to be a really tough year. It's going to be a really tough season. It's going to be painful. Yeah. Um, You know, so to me, you know, it's like, are you going to complain? Are you just waiting for change? Are you just going to adjust? And that's, I think, crisis leadership uh, over the past, we're coming up on one year, that this quote was just, I live by this every day. I just keep telling myself I have to adjust my sales. Yeah. Yeah. And 
It's interesting because I've had various friends in my life who I've said they're a black and white guy in a gray world. And um, and you're, the way you put it, though, we as coaches live in a black and white world in so many ways. And yet we also know that when it comes time to get out on the court, field, whatever venue you compete in, there's going to be a lot of gray moments there and you have to be ready for that. But yeah. you're talking about the areas, well, this was always black and white and now it's not. And how am I going to deal with it? And yes. I think so many people during this this entire pandemic have gone with the first one, just, uh, gosh, complain about it. Others have done a nice job of at least trying to hope it changes, but, you know, showing positive, but the ones who come out on top are the ones who are doing exactly what you're saying. They're adjusting their sales to what is going on and, and have done that. And uh, that's, that is a, such a powerful quote for a variety of time, for a variety of reasons. But like you say, right now, oh my gosh, this is so spot on. And, and I think the other important part that I've told our coaches is you are influencing young people. So how you deal with this, how you deal with this pandemic, you the role you have in crisis right now is maybe the most important time for you to show young people how you deal with adversity, how you deal with crisis. None of us have been in this, right? right. No one's been in a pandemic, you know, at this age level. Um, and so you got it. it. It is what you do with it. Yep. Um, and we've talked about proactive coaching. We've talked about, you know, that when things are going well, oh, you can be a great person. You can be a great leader, but it's when things don't go well. It's and and this is beyond even just not going well, right? This yep. is fear. This is kids, you know, I mean, fearing for some people are fearing for their life, right? Sure. The, the, the issue in this pandemic is so extreme from one end to the other. And so you as a leader, you got to teach them to adjust their sales. Right. right? And and doing it through this, uh, you know, the the prism or whatever term you want to use of the pandemic the, you know, this is so much more important than anything else that they're going to be teaching them. And yet, if they can teach them and and model, I think, you know, we as coaches need to be modeling so much of what we're trying to teach them. If we can model for them and thereby teach them, you know, how we deal with this type of crisis, my gosh, when there's two minutes left in a game and you're down by three and, you know, you were just up by 12 and all of a sudden the other team has been on a run we've been through far worse than this, you know, we should be able to handle this. How you model going through a major crisis should help you getting through, not that those end of game situations aren't crises. Of course there are, they're they're a crisis for that thing in that moment. But if you've modeled and worked with your team in such a way that they see how you will react and therefore hopefully they then will react that way. They should be prepared for those moments. I, I totally agree. And and another thing that John Maxwell said, you know, he's actually, he talked about the pandemic. He's got something online that's free and it really talks about crisis leadership. And he said, crisis does three things. Number one, it moves us. 
Okay. So it really internally moves us Mm -hmm. and it's very different for everyone. Number two, it reveals who the real leaders are. And three, it tests a leader's competence. And if we aren't all being tested right now, you know, it's pretty big deal. Right. And I don't know, I would think everyone, and I've, I work with, you know, we've got an association of student athletes in the heart and I, I meet with them monthly. And one of the things that I have said, and I say this to coaches is you're going to see people in this pandemic that you thought were great leaders and they were exposed and they're not great leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on vice versa, you're going to see people rise to the occasion. Yep. That we are as leaders, I'm sorry, but you know, we're, if we're talking to coaches, every coach is a leader, whether, whether you want it to be or not, are you going to be a good leader? Are you going to be a bad leader? Mm -hmm. Um, And by gosh, this pandemic really exposes you. Yeah. It really does. And that, that is so true. And, And any type of crisis, you know, that's, so that's when people go, okay, I can count on that one. And I'm not sure I can count on that one. And it's really problematic when the one they're starting to find out they can't count on is the ultimate leader of whatever they're in, their program right. or whatever. But what so often I think happens at those moments is then the those who are being led either so often what I think happens is they decide, well, then we need to lean on this one who we really can count on, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, you mentioned in like in proactive coaching, I know we talk about in, in the impact of trust presentation, the, the, the problem with trying to follow insecure people, you know, in terms of leadership. And yeah. that's exactly who you're talking about here is you're in a crisis. If you have a person, well, insecure people shouldn't be leading teams is what we say. And it's so true because if you're in the middle of a crisis and you've got somebody who's a leader, um, who is an insecure person, it's going to be really hard to follow that person through whatever the crisis may be. Yeah. Know, and I, I think this has exposed that, as you say. We'll be back after a quick break. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Totally. And you know what, it's, you know, I just over and over, I tell them when a coach calls me and starts complaining, I just, I stop him and I go, you need to adjust your sales period. You don't have another option. There isn't another option in a pandemic and crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Judd Damon. You met, you met Judd. Yes. Down at Flagler college when he was on back uh, a few months ago. He did the line from the movie Heartbreak Ridge that Clint Eastwood gave, uh, improvise, adapt, and overcome. 
And I've used that for years with my teams and we had such a great discussion of it, but that's exactly what we're talking about here. You know, that concept of you, that's what adjusting your sales is all about. You read the situation, figure out what you need to do, and then you improvise to it and you adapt what's happening. And you work to overcome it. And those coaches who, like you say, yeah, they're complaining, whining. It's like, no, I love how you put that. Hey, you got to adjust your sales. You know? Yeah. I've, I can't tell you how many times I've said that in the last year. Um, and it just, it's, it's the reality of what we're in. And you know what? Here's what's interesting. This is a great test for all of us too, because by gosh, I'm pretty OCD. I, you know, you can, I'm, I'll throw volleyball coaches under the bus. We're, we're very high maintenance. I'm just going to throw that out there. And so it was interesting because when it started, I was like, okay, I mean, I'm either can bury my head in the sand, I can just hope that it gets better, or you step out there and you just, you go, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And you got to be positive and you got to handle everything with grace. Right. But one of the main thing was, is I had to totally mentally surrender to gray. I had to surrender myself or I'd lose my mind. Right. We'd lose our mind if sure. we still try to live in a black and white world in this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Alan Stein Jr., another guy I had on the podcast uh, back uh, um, a month, couple months ago now, he talked about when, it ha- when this happened and it hit, he said, okay, at the end of this, whenever that is, I, I'm going to be something. I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm, I'm going to be something I'm going to do all that I can to make sure it's a better version of myself as opposed to, well, we'll just see where we go, where it takes me. And I thought, God, what a healthy attitude about it, because now he's trying to be proactive with the situation that gets put in front of us. And the only way you're going to be able to do that, though, is to do what you've said, is to embrace the gray. Because if yeah. you stick with your old preconceived notions of the black and white, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. It's Maybe. not. And it's going to be painful. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. You want to live in pain every day yeah. or you just want to let it go? Yeah. So, Lori, how do you think once we are past, because everything we've talked about has is so powerful and and it's focused on, so much of what we've talked about has been focused on this crisis that we're in. How can coaches, do you think, leaders, teachers, whoever, parents, how can they take this quote, though, and use it once we're past this major crisis, where can they also apply this and start to maybe work with their team saying those same three things about the pessimist, the optimist, and the leader? You know, I look at it as it should make life a little bit easier. Maybe not easier, but simpler. Yep. Because now when we get through this, and there's just something you, you lose a game or, or, you know, maybe your, your kid failed a test, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of look at the big picture and I just think it sets us up to be more, um, I don't know, forgiving of ourselves, forgiving others, um, just going, man, I used to really stress about that. And now after everything we just went through, that's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, I think you can take this and go, man, maybe I'm just, I'm not going to complain as much. I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. Um, or maybe you're going to go, you know what? I'm not just going to sit and wait for something to happen. 
after everything that we've learned and everything that we've been through, I just think it's going to make people stronger and not maybe don't, you know, once again, you hear the don't sweat the small stuff. I think people are going to take that more very real Mm -hmm. to go, man, we just survived what we did and we made it. Yeah. And all that other stuff, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Great point. Yeah. And I I totally agree. And I, I think you used the word earlier, a test, you know, this is truly a test that we're going through. I, I think that, um, we will find ourselves coming out on the other side, whatever that means and whatever that'll look like. I think we'll find a better version of ourselves or a chance to create a better version of ourselves that two years ago, we would have said, never even considered that I don't even need to go down whatever road it'll end up being. And now all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, we just went through a pandemic. We just went through, you know, one of the worst things that we could ever go through in our history. Let's reframe and let's take things that we've learned during this test and let's keep applying them, but let's keep applying them to this better thing that we've got going now. Totally agree. And I, have you heard, you know, I know you have, I've heard so many parents who, you know, we've got the crazy club systems, you know, and and they're on traveling teams and, and it's you're you're in the car going from A to Z and and everything got halted. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've heard people even at home, you know, Oh gosh, we could breathe. You could sit down and eat dinner together. What's the family, you know, unit look like what I've, I've had parents, I've heard parents reevaluate, you know, kind of, what they're doing in sort of this drive for excellency and, and college scholarships. And, you know, you got that whole world that proactive coaching talks a lot about. Um, I just think there's a reevaluation, you know, of, of ourselves, just like you said, reevaluate what's important to us. Exactly. Yeah. It's figuring out, you know what, my priorities that I used to have, Hmm. Maybe I need to look at reprioritizing a little bit and figure out not that things aren't important that we've no. been, but but how important have they been? And what was my like you use the word drive? What was my mantra? What was I telling myself and others about what was really important? And what have I found out in the last year that truly is important? And how can I now, like Alan Stein said? become a better version of myself as we then move forward. And I think this quote is a great quote for kind of launching us in that direction. Yeah. I've used it. I can't tell you how many times, but whenever I start to get, you know, a little bit either upset or I'm tired, I'm exhausted from what's happening. I literally just go adjust your sales, adjust, adjust and move on. That's so good. Uh, I love that. Well, th- this has been awesome. And and I knew when, when you sent me the quote that it was going to be, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And like you said, for our time, it, it would be a great quote at any time, but it's right now. Oh, it is so, so spot on. Um, so uh, as we come, as we bring this to a close, uh, why don't you tell us, you know, people always like to get in touch with uh, our um, our guests and, you know, to find out more about what they do or maybe talk about that quote or whatever. Uh, if, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, how people can get in touch with you. If you want to talk a little bit about anything about your conference or you want to talk about what you do with proactive coaching, have at it. Now's yeah. a good time to do that and then we'll wrap it up. 
So I am, you know, as just like you, Scott, uh, I, I speak for proactive coaching and and willing to travel uh, to wherever uh, anybody would need me to be. Um, I do about six or seven of the proactive coaching presentations. A few of those are the impact of trust, uh, parents' role in athletics. That's very personal to me, seven ways to lead. Um, and what's interesting, too, I think in proactive coaching, this isn't just athletics. This is businesses, business leadership. Um, you look at what we just talked about. Um, but if you, anybody would like to reach out, I'm, I'd be glad to have any discussion or help in any way that I can. You can reach me at Lori at proactivecoaching.info. Um, so that's I, that'll come directly to me and I'm, I'm willing to help in any way that I can. Excellent. Yeah. And I'll put the um, that link uh, in the show notes so that people can um, click right on it and get right to you. So, well, once again, I want to thank you for being with us. I love the quote and uh, I knew this was going to be a, a powerful one as soon as I saw it, but really appreciate you joining us uh, this week. And um, uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much for, uh, for being with us and uh, stay warm there in the heart of America. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Scott, for having me. Always a joy to talk about leadership. Absolutely. All right. And that wraps up uh, this episode of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Join us again next week where we'll have another one, uh, probably one where it's just me, but we'll see. We're get, As we're getting closer to 50, I'm looking at tweaking a couple of things, so we will see. So, But whatever it is, uh, we will... See you again and talk to you again next time on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Please do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help us get more people listening to the motivational messages from the quotes we discuss. Finally, check out our new website at slamdunksuccess.com for more materials to help you on your journey to becoming the best you're capable of becoming. We've got big plans for new and exciting projects to help leaders grow and develop as we head into 2021. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches.